2: Podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past twenty-four hours. I am Dan Day. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, where you can always take a step into the Day Spa. We'll get into that in just a minute. Woo! Monday Fun Day. I'm telling you, weekends are rough. I have nothing to do. So basically I just wake up and start taking deep breaths and big sips all day long. So very happy to be at the radio station, of course, social distancing safely with you. On the way, going to social distance, but get some good information from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking with my man, Omar Kelly, about the upcoming draft and how the Dolphins will figure into it all. And then the Dan Lobatard Show, once again joined by John Lovitz. I love it. And then Hawken Crowder. What day is it? Mm, I know what time it is though right now. Time for some headlines. The NBA is considering a 25 day training camp for players to return to playing shape. No decision on resuming the season will be made until at least May. Kendrick Nunn says he has proven he is an NBA starter and deserves to be rookie of the year. Nunn averaged 15 points and three assists this season. Trent Dilfer has backed off claims that Tua Tagovailoa throws the ball better than Aaron Rodgers and Dan Marino. Dilfer is coaching Tua in preparation for the draft. The Bulls have fired GM Gar Foreman. Foreman held the position for 10 years and spent 22 with the team. Former Vikings and Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson passed away over the weekend due to injuries after a single car crash near his home in Alabama. FAU quarterback Miko Dotson has transferred to Florida State. Dotson tied for the National League for interceptions last season with nine. And now, oh yeah, we take a step into the day spa. (sighs) A 93-year-old Pennsylvania woman went viral after posting a picture of her pleading for more beer. In one hand, she's holding a beer. In the other, a sign saying, I need more beer. Oh yes, she is my hot mess of the day. Not to be outdone, an 83-year-old woman in Canada posted a picture online pleading for more wine. Oh, yes. Another hot mess of the day. A California man has been arrested after stealing a COVID-19 specimen from a hospital. Hey, dude. You suck. A circus zebra recently broke free from its cage and ran the streets of Paris. Ah, just another night in gay Paris. Fashion Nova model, Gina Savage, is being criticized for her odd pose in a recent photo shoot. I don't see the problem, she was wearing an N95 mask, come on, you go girl. And yet, another hot mess of the day. Take a look at her once again on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, chance of rain with temperatures around 80. Chance at Omar Kelly's got some good info on the Dolphins. Always very, very good. So he joined the Joe Rose Show this morning talking about let's not rush the draft, his to-a-take, hating on Herbert, Tannehill, it's a black-white issue, and no reaching omar 10 days away from the nfl draft can't come soon enough
1: yeah only thing we got in sports right now i don't think <laughs> we want to rush it though once hey, it's over it's over
3: it is gonna feel like it's like a two-week event by the time that thing gets done and gets evaluated and you talk to everybody yeah. and everything else hey uh, so i wanted to ask you about the end of uh, last week who was workout video which was sent to all 32 teams and obviously sent to media members because now everybody can watch it. It's out on social media. We had two yep. doctors give updates with the hip. We had Trent Dilfer saying lots of different mm-hmm. stuff about working He's going to be out. the best
1: quarterback since what, since who, since The best uh, ever? (laughs) Oh Yeah, best ever, yeah.
3: So what was your take? And then, of course, we had other reports that he's been flunked on physicals. What the Mm -hmm. heck does Chris Greer do? I I mean it because I don't know if they like him or not. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah.
1: They certainly want the world to think that they don't like him, um, so that that's very evident. I, I think you sit at five. I think you stay firm. I think uh, you, you gauge whether with the Lions or the Chargers, I think if the Lions are going to get that deal done, they're going to get that deal done before the draft, um, because once the draft starts, I think that it'd be more make more logical sense to get the deal done with the Giants, especially since the Lions would be losing out on an elite player if they move down to, let's say, five or six. There are five elite players in this draft and if the Lions I guess if if they trade with a team that takes a quarterback then they probably do end up with uh, Jeff Okuda or or Derek Brown but really the Giants no matter what they do even if they trade down let's say the cost would be equivalent to a third-round pick if the Giants trade from Four to six, and and allow the Chargers to swap with Miami. I mean, allow the Chargers to get ahead of Miami to let's say take Tua. Um, that the cost of that is really just a third round pick, and the Giants get the same player. Um, that they would want initially. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I think they just stay firm, and this is a draft day decision. Um, at worst case scenario, I could see the Dolphins giving up their twenty sixth pick, um, to their their third first rounder to make to make a deal for Tua. According to the streets, they don't even want Tua.
3: Uh, what, what do you think uh, with everything you've heard down the road? And, and it's not a matter of – we all agree he can throw it, okay? And I'm sure he's going to be able yeah. to throw it. The, 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 the question mm-hmm. is, you're going to can you take hits? In the pocket, outside the yes. pocket, scrambling, can you take a hit? How do you feel knowing all that?
1: I've known it for nearly a year. There's been durability concerns about Tua going back to his high school days. It's not going to go away. I've really – put it in my mind that, okay, he's not going to play his, his his rookie season. Um, that was the goal. No matter what, whoever you draft is not going to play this year. Um, they're going to sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, and if Fitzpatrick gets hurt, then maybe they'll get an opportunity. Um, but the way I, I look at to it let's say he plays – Eight years. Let's say he he plays actually on the field for eight years of his career. Let's say he has a nine year career in the NFL, which is pretty long, and he loses two of those to injuries. But in in the seven that he does actually play, or or six that he does actually play, he produces winning seasons and leads your team to the playoffs and and is it in the upper echelon. Let's say top fifteen quarterback at the NFL. To me, it's worth it, even if you lose him to injuries. If you lost Ryan Tannehill to injury. Remember when Tannehill was the most durable quarterback in the NFL and then all of a sudden we lost him for two years you know it happens it it truly does happen do I believe the hip is going to pop back out again absolutely I do I've never encountered any player in the NFL who had a hip procedure who said their hip was perfectly fine after they had the procedure there there isn't one and I I, and I know tons of them including Brandon Marshall you know really the hip is what's really gotten him out of the league so it's just a matter of time. Yes, Tua is not a player who runs a lot, but you're going to lose him to injury What, no matter what it is. So
3: you still take him. Is you that know, what I'm hearing? You, you scare... Absolutely. Where are you going? There's okay. no,
1: there's, absolutely. There's no question that you're going to lose Joe Herbert. Justin Herbert to injury, or Jordan Love to injury. There's no quarterback. You know, hell, you just lost um, Aaron Rodgers to some injury this year. Brett Favre, I mean, not Brett Favre, um, um, the quarterback, um, Breeze, Drew Brees to injuries. It's just part of the nature of the position. That's why they protect them as much as they do. But if Tua is 22 right now, if you get him and he is the player that you think he is, he could probably play till he's 20. That's it. I mean, probably play till he's 40. That's 18 years of a career. I'm not going to sit here and cry about losing two seasons because of injury
3: well he's never had a year where he's been healthy but okay right 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 no no i mean i understand that we're gonna go through that as much as especially no, it goes back and time. forth and, and there's a lot of people let's, just like you that want him i don't want him. i think he's glass but let's look at but the there al- are a lot of people let's look at that the want the
1: alternative them. let's look at the alternative okay let's just say let's we believe that the dolphins like Justin Herbert more than they like Tua, which is what the word on the street is saying. Okay, so I'm preferring a player, and I like Justin Herbert. He'd probably be, have been one or two. He's definitely better than Dwayne Haskins. He's definitely better than Daniel Jones. He's definitely better, in my opinion, than Josh Allen. I don't like Josh Allen. Everybody in the world knows I don't like Josh Allen. I would prefer Justin Herbert over Josh Allen. To me, his top shelf in terms of talent level, he's got an elite arm, top five in the NFL right now, he only throws a pass ball Maybe a fastball and a changeup if he's on a good day. He doesn't throw with touch. He doesn't throw it with, with accuracy. He doesn't, throw, he doesn't throw receivers open. He doesn't throw in anticipation. I don't want a quarterback who doesn't do that. Those are the traits that an elite quarterback does. Can you sit here and say, oh, he can be taught to do that. Okay, great. He'll be taught to do that. And then what's my, what's my upside? Ryan Tannehill? Like, he is, when you look at people's comparison for Justin Herbert, it is Ryan Tannehill. I said this a year ago when I started looking at him and I was like, eh, that's not going to do it for me. And then also he's missing those leadership traits. He's missing the alpha male gene. Do I want a quarterback without leadership traits, without the alpha male gene? The answer to that question is no. I just spent eight years with one. And where did that lead me? I don't want that. Now, if the Dolphins want that, cool. But it says that they have not learned from their mistakes of the past. And I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable with that.
3: So, you think so, he's just, he's not, he's enough of a leader with the guys on the team
1: in Oregon? He, I, I don't know. Ryan if Tanne- yes. There. Absolutely. No question about it. That's I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill of,
3: the Tennessee had or the Ryan Tannehill the Dolphins had when he had It's a, the same big it's run. the same
1: Tannehill. It's the same Tannehill. Let's 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 not pretend like, Joe, you 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 know him. Is he a leader? Is he an alpha male? Is Ryan Tannehill a leader and alpha male?
3: I think he did a better job from what I saw there than he did here. I just thought I thought once a word spread to through the Grimes family, that what what happened, I think oh. They just...
1: That oh, they, we really go was, put it on the Grimes family. Come on, the Grimes family. I'm just family, saying, it was the first them.
3: time to come out. Said that the guys don't relate to him. That's not at least it was players some of it was players. private but no listen he got called out by a coach too that listen man the word is you don't relate to the black, black players nobody wants to nobody wants to hear oh that. I, I never heard I'm that with
1: you. i've never heard that i've never heard that i've never heard that he didn't relate to the black players he, his receivers didn't didn't feel he was a leader his offensive line liked him his de- the defensive players certainly did not like him but I don't I don't think it was a black or white thing. Ryan just wasn't really a leader. Ryan is an alpha male. He does not have that alpha male trait gene. Now, props to him for what he's doing in Tennessee. Props to him for getting a big second contract. But I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, even even Brian Flores, when he was at the senior bowl, he said he needs a leader. He needs a quarterback with an alpha male gene. The two that I've covered in my time with the Dolphins that have an alpha male gene are Chad Pennington and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And those are the quarterbacks that I have received respected the
3: no, most. Ryan's not, Ryan's, that's not his personality. I agree. But I, I guess the question is, do you have to have that kind of personality yes. to be successful?
1: If yes, if you those want are to be lead, great leaders, if you want to be, those, yeah, yes.
3: Those, those guys you mentioned are damn good. I get it. Listen, this guy, this guy in Pennington, that's a pretty good example of, of two guys and, and the confidence of, uh, of Marino going back and stuff. Those, those were, those are special dudes. But this this guy Tennessee just got himself a big old contract. He did he had a good year. Still,
1: and and he, he probably will continue to have a good year. Number one rated quarterback in the NFL last year. I'm not attacking Ryan from an ability standpoint. I respect Ryan. Everybody respects Ryan. But he's not a leader. He wasn't a leader. That was always at the forefront of the issue. Nobody followed Ryan.
3: Uh, Omar, I got to ask you. I want to ask you about the other two quarterbacks. One, the two we're not talking about right now. Joe Burrow obviously going to go first overall. Do you think the Dolphins will try to make some other move to get up there to number one? And what about Jordan Love? I know we're talking about Tua and he's hurt, and Jordan Herbert yes. with with the leadership quality. You know, not being there and that might not be it. But what about Jordan Love at that pick or trading down a little bit for that? And what about them trying to move up for one and trying to get Burrow? Is that still out?
1: Um, it's still out there, and I think it's a logical factor that they'll probably try to trade all in three first-round picks for Joe, for Justin for Joe Burrow, but I don't think. Cincinnati. T- well, I said that to you. I remember I said that to you guys back in the football season. Why wouldn't you trade your three first round picks if you knew you're going to have a great quarterback for for a decade or two? And I, I do believe that Joe Burrow is going to be a great quarterback. What's the harm in you trading, you trading your three first round picks and maybe a little change? Like I think uh, uh, all three of your first round picks, and then throw them a second. And I think you get the deal done. Still got what ten, you know, eleven picks left. You, you can't you can't live with a quarterback in eleven draft picks. You'd agree.
3: Still need an offensive line,
1: though. Oh well, yeah, that's a that's another problem. Um, right, it, but yeah, I I think you could build an offensive line with your, your second round picks. But it's fine. I would make that offer. I don't see Cincinnati taking that offer. Cincinnati knows that if they don't get this right, then their whole coaching staff is fired. They don't care about a bounty of draft picks. They did what they needed to do to tank the season so they can get the quarterback that they needed. Um, I wish the Dolphins had done that. Um, but let's keep moving forward. Justin, I mean, Jordan Love is the quarterback that I would select if Tua is not there. And I would select him at five. Um, he might still be there at 18, but I wouldn't even chance it. Um, he has that quick Dan Marino release. He, he throws at different arm angles. He had a crappy crappy junior season. Um, a lot of expectations were put on him. He was going to be a first-run Pick, he felt the pressure playing up to a first round pick. Lost his head coach, changed the offense, lost his offensive line, lost his weaponry, lost his running back, and really struggled. A lot of people will say that his decision making is a concern, and it certainly is. But you watch his film, and he makes three plays that you just go wow and the hope is that you can clean up you know you can clean up his game you could teach him teach him how to be a real good quarterback playing behind a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick and he can be a, a knockoff version of Patrick Mahomes which is what his talent level is and and I'm a big believer in that the only concern that I have that I think the Dolphins have is can you put him in Miami's atmosphere can he handle it are there concerns about drug use and does he like the party scene if those concerns based on your 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 research are super valid, then you don't really want to put them here because not everybody can handle the Miami environment. I mean, after COVID-19, maybe we get back to what we get back to. But, you know, it, it, your quarterback being subjected to that is a dangerous thing. So um, You like you know, Lover be... Tua
3: better? You, you lost me, Omar. Who would you take if five? No,
1: no. Tua. I take Tua no matter okay. what. I'm putting 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 my, my sticky note in my pocket and Tua no matter what. No, I'm not not no matter what. I'm not trading him a bounty of draft picks to move up to three. But um, I'm comfortable with with jordan love at five i think you can i think you can build a good franchise with jordan love um i think you can build an elite franchise with tua
3: what about uh if you stay there and you still have your other picks in a first round uh offensive line got to be one of those
1: two right <sighs> you know what i'm a big believer in bpa best player available and the way that i see this draft you might not be able to get you might not be able to stick BPA by taking an offensive lineman at eighteen. If one of the top four are gone, um, my, in my opinion, you might as well wait till the second round to do it. A- and I don't want to miss out on on having one of the twenty four. In my book, there are twenty four legitimate first round talents in this draft, and I would prefer that the Dolphins end up with three of those legit 24 1st round talents rather than reaching on a uh, Josh Jones or or the, the you know the UC USC offensive lineman in the first round just because they need to fill that position.
3: But but Omar. Right, let me ask you, you understand the media mock drafts can be different than the team's mock drafts, right? Because they're all different. Everybody's got different yeah, drafts on the top 24.
1: Absolutely. Uh, no, I think the top 24 players are pretty consistent. Um, if if the, the top 24 players are pretty consistent. I've looked at, I've looked at just about everybody's top 24 and they mirror my top 24 and I've talked to teams. Yeah, this draft is, this draft's value is going to be really in the third round from a talent standpoint. There's 24 elites. Uh, there's a lot of players who will be pushed up into the First and second round, the legitimate talent is probably gonna be in the third round. Um that's that's where you're gonna get the best value and, and every draft is different and every draft has its ebbs and flows. But you know, guys like Denzel Mims is gonna be pushed up because of what this draft is. Guys like, you know, uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and Jacob Eason are gonna be pushed up because of what this draft is. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are legit first round talents. I always take the approach of if you have a first round pick, you wanna get a legitimate First round talent, so you don't end up with Charles Harris. Reach it, uh, for a position of need, and I stick to my board. I stick to BPA, beg and play, pray that in my second in the second second round I get quality offensive lineman. And I will say this: I think it's. Better to take a Cesar Ruiz, who is a top 24 talent, than sit here and take an Isaiah Wolf, um, a a second-round talent, who will probably be pushed up into the first round. I can improve my interior of my offensive line, and it will make my exterior better. Um, If you draft Cesar Ruiz, let's say, at 26, because he is a legitimate first-round talent, you could uh, move—you could move—what's the center that they just signed— from Patriots. Te- yeah, Ted Karras. Yeah, you Ted can move Karras. Ted Karras to guard. You can move Ted Karras to guard. That's his natural position. And then you could play Jesse Davis right tackle. And then you can draft a you could draft a, a tackle to compete with uh, Julian Davenport so in the in the second round. There are, there are some quality, decent second round tackles that maybe can, can make it through. When you reach, like Jawan James was a reach. Jawan James was really a second round talent you get in the first round. They took in the first round. There's no harm in doing that, but the risk of that Player being the same as a Morgan Moses, who was taken in the second round by Washington. Yes, it addresses a need, but you're 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 not necessarily doing the best in what's in the best interest of the franchise.
3: You and I disagree on that. I'm taking offensive lineman whoever the best available <laughs> offensive tackle I is. I am taken in that first round somewhere. I, I because I, I don't trust when I come back. We've done this. before, we're going to get yes, in the next have. round, and then five guys mm-hmm. go before we pick again, and we're get yep. stuck with our pants down.
1: You, you're we, absolutely right, Joe. That's been the mistake this franchise has made, and I will tell you, when you look at the Dolphins draft history, and the draft history has been horrible for the past two decades, uh, the, the one time that they do hit on a first-round talent 100% of the time, has, it's been offensive linemen. So I could hear you, you, you make a strong argument, and it will certainly be something I consider. Problem is, I just don't feel a lot of those second-tier offensive tackles. I like they, They're all like, they all got a hole in their game, and, and it makes me uncomfortable. I would rather do a DeAndre Swift, the, the running back from Georgia, who I mm-hmm. believe can be a dynamic Pro Bowl player, as opposed to selecting my fifth-best offensive tackle, just because I oh, have I, a need.
3: am Pig, so, I got that guy going with us in the first round too. We can try to get <laughs> we can get one of those top running backs too, Omar. Let's be right. pickish about this. we QB, O-line, running back. Hey Omar, yeah. thank you, man.
2: Appreciate you coming on All this right. morning. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me, Joe.
2: Ready for some Dolphins draft action. It's going to be fast. It's going to be furious, and I'm ready to see Omar Kelly again. That's my dude, dude right there. Not just around here at the radio station, but also we work out at the same gym right here in Little River. He and I talk, have a good time. Omar I miss you if you're listening. Up next, if you're missing John Lovitz, you're going to get a whole lot of them on the Dan Levitard Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Back with the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I happen to be Dan Day. And weekdays from 10 to 1 here on 560 The Joe, it is Dan Levitard. No, we're not related, obviously. John Lovitz join the show again just to kind of confuse and bewilder, which is what John Lovitz does. Is he funny? Yes. Is he funny? No. That's exactly how John Lovitz does it. Well, when he joined the Dan Levitard Show, talking about leaving SNL to film The Godfather, Hollywood, full of Liars, and his bad timing is in play. If you were with us on Friday, you uh, heard
0: John Lovett's uh, Nuke the Show the way very few guests in the history of the show have ever nuked the show. It was comedic perfection if you like your comedy. Awkward. Yes, God.
3: He had to feel pretty good about himself the entire weekend. Like, he sent us into the weekend reeling but he was delighted yes, by spiraling, it.
0: Spiraling, and he really, he did. He pooped on the show and then <laughs> threw a grenade on the remains of the poop. Uh, John (laughs) Lovett's with us here on ESPN Radio. So we invited him back, of course, in order to do it all over again, uh, because I'm actually interested in John's career, and we were just talking about Saturday Night Live and what they tried to do on Saturday. Uh, John is with us now on ESPN Radio. Thank you, John, for joining us. Did you see it? Did you see Saturday Night Live done from home?
4: Oh, now you're doing the interview? (laughs) Yes, I saw it. And uh, I didn't see all of it, but, you know, it's uh, it's well, as Tom Hanks said, some was good, some was OK, but it, it's tough to do. It's, that's a tough, it's a tough show to do, period. You know, doing it like that, I think I think they overall did a good job. It, it, I mean, I couldn't have done any better. It's, it's tough to do. You got very tough. At what age did you get to Saturday Night Live, and at what age did you leave? I was uh, 28 years old, and uh, when I got the show and I left, I was uh, uh, 33. Why did you leave? See? Because I, uh, I wanted to do a movie, and uh, I would have had to miss Two, the first two shows and uh lauren said no and i couldn't work it out and i was i knew i would do nothing on the first show anyway so i was mad so i left
5: oh you
0: did you you, you left angrily you left saturday night live hurt and angry
4: yeah, well i was mad that he wouldn't let me miss the first two shows because i said adam on I mean, they wanted me back it wasn't like they didn't want me they wanted me back they offered me two more years you know and i really did not want to leave i did not want to leave at all i uh, was having a great time and i just said just I'll make them up at the end. And then later on, he said, I, you know, maybe I should have let you miss the show. I don't know. But. Do you regret it? Yeah, I, I would have stayed in the, yeah. You do? Well, in hindsight, I do, because the movie came out, like, you know, two years later for a week. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, and also, I know more now about how the business works than, than, than I did then. So I, I should have just said you got to look around me or i can't do it what was but, the movie you know, the godfather
0: i would have loved you in the godfather what uh, a great choice by you there there is no movie in the history of movies that you're less equipped to act in than the godfather now,
4: excuse me dan uh fake cuban libertad that's french the the um they they were shooting the movie and i got a call and they said marlon brando is sick can you Fill in. And I said yes, and then I did. And then he goes, no, "We'll never say it was you." You're welcome.
0: What have you? Uh, what have you What have you learned about the business since then that you didn't know at the time?
4: Well, you know, I'm, I'm more aware of the fact. The reason I was getting movie offers is because I was on the show on the SNL, and also I learned more about how just how they lie. Everyone lies and manipulates everybody. So any. Like if you go to a meeting, right? At, 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 say I go, I would go to meet with my manager, and then after we leave, I go, oh, whatever they said, I go, okay, so what does that mean? Because they never say what they mean; they just they, they go all around it and lie. you and, and see, anything that, you can't take anything they say on face value.
0: Hollywood is pretty awful it's, that way, is it not? Like, just yeah, everybody like is the schem- thing,
4: Yeah, I remember a lawyer said, your liar, my lawyer at the time, when I was in my liar character, he goes, your, your liar character is very popular in Hollywood. I said, why? He goes, because everybody lies. And I said, they do? I had no idea. And it's it's just it's just nonstop. It just never stops.
0: John Lovitz with us. So the one role name. you
4: learn is don't go by what they say, <laughs> go by what they do, which is kind of my hobby. But the other thing I learned is if they don't, if it, they'll never say no. But if they don't say yes, it's no. They'll, because they want it if you get hot again. Oh, you're perfect for the part. We love you. You're so great. But, um, you know, the, it's the other guy who wanted this, and I couldn't. I fought him, but I lost. But, you know, hey, we'll work together again in the future. It's all a bunch of crap. Uh,
0: John Lovett's with us on ESPN Radio. Uh, do you yeah, have this any- is
4: not as good. You know, I'm not, distro- as you say, t- destroying it with. Well, and, no, but timing. But with timing, you are no, no but,
0: you are. no, but you're destroying you're it. You're starting to timing, get into though. it. Yeah. yeah, like I, I can't believe how bad our timing is. Like I, I don't believe I've had worse timing with any guest in the history of guests. Where you love to, you love to start <laughs> talking like three and four syllables into me speaking. Like it's your thing. You're very good at it. No one has been as exceptional in terms of. I'm giving you plenty of words here to interrupt me now, but you're not doing it because our timing <laughs> stinks.
4: I'm let me hang see? yes you are <laughs> hang yourself. there's just something about you that you like to tease me and i like to tease you back i don't know a what league, it is
0: a league of their own madonna and tom hanks do you have any memorable stories from working on that film you were very good in that film
4: <clears throat> thank you well they i i knew them well i'd become good friends with tom he hosted the show and, and then we became good friends and and uh, his wife Rita was a, when he hosted was his girlfriend at the time, and I already knew Rita, so we'd become good friends. And Penny Marshall would let me live in her house for two summers when SNL was off, and so I was like working with your fam- your friends and your family. It was really great. And her daughter Trace, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, oh, oh, one funny, one, well, one thing happened in the movie was there's a scene where Lori Petty and Rosie O'Donnell get in a uh, in a fight in the movie. Lori hits Rosie in the face with her mitt, and Rosie just. Picked her up like a wrestler and threw her to the ground. And then I talked to Rosie afterward, and what this was Rosie's first movie. She really was she was known as a stand-up, but she really wasn't you know a, a household name. I, but it looked real. I said, "What happened?" She goes, "She was supposed to fight, but she wasn't supposed to hit me in the face with her mitt. She was not really hurt, and so I got really mad, and she just picked her up and slung her. Oh, and wow. some of the, some of the, they kept that kind of re, the real stuff in the movie. Like there's a scene where this uh, actress Renee it it shows her leg, and she's got the, a bruise like it. It's got to be at least seven inches wide on her side. Just massive, horrible black and blue blues, and that was real. You know, she kept it in, or, or, and they kept it in the movie. Or um, Oh, I know. that. Well, the, for me, the scene where I'm with Lori Petty on the farm, and I'm considering using her. And, and so, you know, there would be, like, you, you know, when, when I interrupt you, you see, but... And the movie said there was a cow, and it kept mooing, so I would stop. And Penny started yelling, and she says, why are you stopping talking? I go, well, the cow keeps mooing, and interrupts. she says, well, tell it to shut up. I'm like, all right, fine. I got really mad. So so we're doing the scene, and the cow mooed again. And then and the, when I'm like, so mooed, and I go, well, you could be a, well, you shut and that was real and then she kept it in the movie
0: what's the most fun you've ever had doing something creative because you've been on friends you've been on the simpsons obviously saturday night live like the doing of something that was the most fun was it saturday night live or was it something else
4: well you know it's live television is the most exciting thing you can do i just there's electricity in the air and doing that show is probably the most most fun but when i've done movies and you're working with a great actor it that's really exciting you know cuz you're in your head you're like oh i'm working with this movie star and i'm doing a movie and you know and that's what i've always wanted to do my whole life so it, it, that's also very exciting i mean league, league of their own i really enjoyed because it had a, i love baseball i wanted to be a baseball player when i was a kid i was never good enough but i loved it and then had you know all these beautiful women and i love women and then it was like Written and it took place in the 40s. So, and I love old movies, so I felt like I was making a movie in the 40s, and my character was written in that style. So, it had three things I loved. And in the movie, I had a speech, and it got cut, but it it was so much fun to do. Got cut, and then another time, I got to work with Woody Allen in the movie, and he's why I became a comedian. I saw his first movie. take the money and run when I was 13, and I said, I want to be a comedian like Woody Allen, and then 29 years later, I did this movie called Small Time Crooks. It was his movie, and then I had a scene in it where it was just the two of us, and it and it, it timing felt so perfect, and then I kept making him laugh, and it was it was really great.
0: Oh, I and, envy uh, your relationship and your timing with uh, with all of these people. Love it. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully, that time, you won't have a cough drop in your mouth, okay? We'll talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you for your time, gonna, sir. By the
4: way, you gonna go, well, this interview, this wasn't like the last one it wasn't as funny cuz john was proper and polite. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All, Damn. Right. See, all right. Hurt.
0: See you later. <laughs> love it. Uh we update <laughs> we update the
2: polls. We update the polls next. Love 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 John. Love it. I like in the wedding singer. He's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits and then just like a creepy stare forever. Yeah, hilarity right there. Up next, it's always hilarious and fun. Also a little sporty today with the Hawk and Crowder Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Reminder, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear on this radio station, wherever you get your podcast. the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Of course, Hawk and Crowder, they're on this radio station weekdays from 3 to 6. We're always having a good old time. Whether we're talking about Tiger King, whether we're talking about going to the store, whether we're talking about food, every once in a while talking about sports. <laughs> Earlier today, Hawk was wondering what day is it? Also, how are they feeling on tour? All
6: right, here we go. Hawk and
5: Crowder on a Friday feeling good. Friday? I mean, what the hell's the difference? Because we got to work tomorrow. I know we're at home and all, but we sure have to go in somewhere for four hours. I just wanted to start the show that way and then wonder how many people, you know, just listening at home would be agreeing with me. Yeah, it is Friday, though. Hell, you got me on Friday. I swore it was Thursday. (laughs) On a Friday, I was like, "Uh uh-huh.
6: It's Monday, ladies and gentlemen, Monday. Uh, we are less than two weeks away, less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. I am genuinely confused by what the Miami Dolphins are going to do. I don't have a feel on it. I don't have a real feel on it. I, I don't think I would be surprised if Tua Tagovailoa's Valoa's name is announced, but I, I have these weird... Doubts. I don't know. How do you feel about what the – like, do you have – do you have a feeling? Like, do you
5: feel like you have a pulse on what they're actually going to do on the 23rd? I do. I think they're locked in a tour. Oh, okay. I believe – and, and the funny thing is when you said you're confused, I was excited because that means it's working what they're doing. It's very possible. Two, ignoring him. Remember, the meeting was, uh, quote, unquote, weird when he met yeah. with them. So now do they have to trade up to three? Do they have to go to four to get him? They might not have to because if other people are confused like you, now they fall into five. They still got their 14 picks, and they can go ahead and go five, 18, 26, and load up this team. I believe they're going with Tua. I think all this is window dressing. All this is smoke screens. I I hope you're right. He's the guy that I really want. So I hope
6: you're right. Um and I could see them saying on the 23rd, late that evening or the 24th. Look, we had our eyes on Tua from before the season started. And after the season ended, nothing ever changed. We wanted Tua Tangavaloa on this team, and we got him. Like, I could see that happening. But also, I I do, you know, fall into this category, I guess, of reading all the information that comes out there. And maybe there isn't as much interest in Tua. And there are, you have to admit, there are a lot of experts that are saying he's not worth the risk that high up. Now, again, I'm not one of them. But you have to admit there are a lot of NFL experts saying, "Yeah, I wouldn't risk it."
5: But that's the crazy thing is when I look at these mock drafts and they don't have Tua going to the Dolphins at five, they they'm going to San Diego at six. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's dropping to 25. Right. That's when they're looking at it. Where no, they can't. It's too much of a risk at five, but six is okay. It just it does not line up to me. You, Hawk. We're, you, we all know we talk about enough. We're gamblers, but when we're gambling at the table, when we go to Vegas for the fights, you have to keep the poker face. When you, when you get, when you get, the, you know, you have pocket what, pocket aces. You don't get excited and start smiling. You sit there like you got a garbage hand. The Dolphins right. are sitting there like they have a garbage hand right now, so that the other, the, the rest of the league, San Diego doesn't go to three. They don't jump them to get Tua. To Tua's going in the top ten, five, nine, uh, ten, whatever it is. Why Why would you risk that? Why would you make the same decision? You brought it up too. You've let injury run you off of a Hall of Fame quarterback with Drew Brees. Why are you going to let injury run you away from another guy? I think they loved him. I bring up the point that Stephen Ross attended Tua's games. You don't see many owners attending college games. I still think it's a tank, the tank for Tua. I still think he's the guy, but now they're playing the game.
6: We'll, uh, we'll read later on a, uh, a story I read today about Nick Saban Nick Saban grading Tua, like kind of looking at game film, talking about what Tua brings to the table. And again, you know I don't like Nick Saban. He's got a pretty even with the Dolphins, he's got a pretty good track record, right? I mean, Minka and Kenyon Drake, while they may not have worked out with the actual Miami Dolphins, those guys are good NFL players, correct?
5: Oh, for sure. Kenyon yeah. Drake just got he, he just got franchised and he's gonna he's gonna start for the um for the Cardinals and they got rid of David Johnson. Because of Kenyon Drake and David Johnson, the ball player, when he's healthy. Saban knows football. Now, do you like? Do I want to have dinner with Saban or have a drink with him? Hell no. I don't want to see that man again the rest of my life if I don't have to. But would I want him to coach my son if he had a chance to go to Alabama? No chance I'm going to slow that man down because the man knows football and he knows how to evaluate talent. That's why he is the best college football coach of all time. He knows ball.
6: If I said to you, though, you could have one quarterback, and obviously as we lead up to the draft in a couple weeks, we'll – Really delve into it, but one quarterback, Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa, like you, you could have both of them mm. if you're the Dolphins. You're, you're gonna have to give up a a Fort Knox worth of draft picks for Burrow, but forget what you'd have to give up. Which is the one guy, if you could have one, is the guy you're choosing.
5: I I kind of feel like it's Tua I, as well, bro. And I I bring it up, I've brought it up. The the listeners must be might be tired of me asking this question to people. This man had an amazing run for one season. Dwayne Haskins didn't let him play at, at Ohio State. Cardo Jones didn't let the man play at Ohio State. He had to transfer, went to LSU, his 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 uh first year at LSU, decent. You know, n- nothing, nothing to call home about. And then he balled out last year with three first round wide receivers, an amazing tight end in Randy Moss's son, and a a lockdown defense with a bunch of first rounders on it already. And I a heck think, of a coach. And, and a heck of a coach. But oh, I, yeah, I don't forget about the coach now. Go take it everybody wants to question the Alabama players because they play with so much talent. Look at what LSU had as well. I think this Joe Burrow flashing the pan 13-game run was impressive, but that's all he's done. And he comes out, I've been a winner my whole life. Well, you were benched your whole life too, son. You only have what, twenty something starts in college because you had to sit the bench behind two guys that are in NFL right now. Well, one guy in the NFL, one guy's in X XFL and Cardell Jones exist. doesn't even he's he he doesn't <laughs> even play ball anymore, but started over you at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins, you were not good enough to play over these guys, but now you're the guy. If Tua was healthy, there's no question. No question. If I'm and that's what I'm saying, if I'm going with the same thought of why are you gonna let injury run you off of a player, I'm saying to Tua is a better quarterback in my heart. No, I'm not trying to make not trying to just, you know, uh be crazy or just say something. If they're both healthy, Tua gives you a better chance to win than Joe Burrow. And I've seen it for years and years in a national championship game, in an SEC championship game. I saw it one 13-game run out of Joe Burrow. I'm 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 not I'm not on the side of everybody with this Joe Burrow thing. Every uh every
6: day, I guess, for the next, what, five, nine, nine days, we'll be talking some NFL draft. And we're going to get headlines here in a second. I don't know if you have this in your headlines, Solana, but I, I did read before the show started the uh, head coach for Dillard High School, their football coach, Eddie Frazier, has died at the age of 34. I don't know how he died yet. And Crowder, we know you're a coach at yeah. U School. Arande's a coach at American Heritage, a tight-knit, small fraternity, but... Uh, Dillard High School football coach Eddie Frazier dead at 34 obviously and that's got to be uh unimaginably tough i would imagine for his players as well yeah. and and obviously goes without saying his family but just uh heartbreaking news because i had seen Larry Bluestein tweet about it i mean he's just devastated so terrible yeah.
5: news he was the Miami Dolphin coach of the year as they yeah. give out their superlatives he you know he t- Dillard was Dillard was i'll say back when i was playing Dillard was a monster at one time
6: at one time cuz i remember when i came down to Miami Dillard yeah. was a our house,
5: and then they kind of fell off. And Coach Fraser had them back on, you know, back riding. They lost. I want to say in the first round last year, but they were they were headed back towards that respect they used to have. And uh, thirty four years old that's just Ooh. that's just too young, man. And yeah, like man. you said, no no report of what happened. I'm sure it's going right. to come out, but I want to let everybody know just from a, you know not complaining, but just letting everybody know in floor, South Florida, football coaches don't get paid well. Like most of them are teachers, and they get a right. little extra four or five thousand dollars a year to coach, which they're putting in. I would say I'm a a coordinator. I put in 40, 50 hours a week after this job and after Friday night games. So just the love of the kids and for him to go. And if you know where Dillard is, it's not the it's not the greatest neighborhood in the world. So for him to go give those kids some hope and get that team back on top. And, you know, the timely passing, like you said, it's a close, a close knit crew. Yeah. I've, I've I've seen him. I've, uh, I've you know, evaluated a bunch of his players, you know, watched a bunch of film because he was playing teams we played. So he had that team going in the right direction. And I hate to hear that a man that young with that much, you know, that much ability and that much love for the kids, you know, passed at that early age.
6: Yeah, rest in peace, Coach Eddie Frazier dead at the age of 34. Terrible, terrible news to start out the week.
2: The Tua Talk will not let up until draft day. And if the Dolphins do draft him, the Tua Talk, I have a feeling, will continue for a very, very very long time. This past weekend, got some things done, but nothing really too crazy. It was kind of laid back, just running around, walking. I took some really long walks. I actually turned down a, an alleyway one time and I couldn't get back to where I needed to go. So I just walked and, walked and walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. Then finally found another alleyway to get back where I needed to go. And why was I spending so much time in alleyways in South Florida, in Miami this weekend? Once again, I, I don't know. I just get into these rabbit holes and just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. So I guess this weekend I spent too much time walking and going up and down alleys. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Oh, well. I'm Dan Day. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dan Radio, And be sure to be back 6 o'clock tomorrow night for another edition of The Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.